0: Bloomberg Radio. From Largo to Seminole, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris, where Tampa Bay begins their morning.
1: And a good morning to you. It's AM Tampa Bay for the perspicacious and percipient folks. Jack Harris, Katie Bacino, and James Berlander all on board here. And you can join us at 800-969-9352 because we would love to hear from you. And you can text us at 82945 and just begin your text with the call letters WFLA. And, James, once again, you can explain the... Uh, iHeart app boy to get on board.
2: Yeah, we've got our talk back feature on the free iHeartRadio app. All you have to do is stream News Radio WFLA crystal clear audio and then you'll see a little microphone button. You hit that and you can record up to a 30 second message and it comes right to us.
1: Yeah, and uh, and very clear I might add because we we've, we've had what one or two. Oh, we've had a quite a few, yeah. Yeah. So um anyway, there are ways that you can get involved on the show, so please do. By the way, if you went to bed early last night, the uh, Rays beat Boston four to three, and they got game three tonight. And no, wait, it was eight to four. What am I talking about? Eight to four. It's a little different than four to three. But game three's tonight, and then they head to New York on Friday. They've got tomorrow night off but um are looking pretty good i think they're four and a half behind the uh, yankees now um coming up this morning katie's got a great show here and we have added uh well daniel james scott our wfla tech expert is going to be on board so if you have any kind of tech questions call katie now and Uh, give them to her and she can give them to daniel james scott and he'll answer them uh but also very special guest this morning coming up later on congressman gus bilirakis and we're going to talk to him about among other things the border crisis and what is not being done and how it's costing america in a big big way and by the way this Sunday is the 21st anniversary of 9-11 and people are finding different ways of recognizing that date and remembering that date certainly hard to forget of course you all were little kids back then right
2: long time ago yeah
1: and Katie I guess you were born but a little child back then well that's a morning i will never forget and teddy and i happened to be on the air then and had quite an experience but we'll talk more about that on monday and in the meantime there was something else i was going to mention here and i plumb forgot what it was but the um all the Yeah, we were talking about all of the migrants, the illegals that are being shipped all over the country in Chicago getting very upset over it. They don't want to have to handle these in Texas. They want Texas to have to bear the brunt of this thing. And I, I love what the governor of Texas is doing. He's just sending them all over to Washington and New York and Chicago saying, okay, you all are Democrats. You want the open borders here. You take care of the people flooding across the borders. That is a good thing. Anyway, it's 510 on AM Tampa Bay and. Time to check on the morning migration now with John Thomas. Quick takes.
0: Ripping through the biggest news stories of the day in record time. Providing you all you need to know. This is
1: AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And Chris Trekman here from the newsroom. And
3: what do we got here this morning, Chris? Good morning, Jack. Good morning. we we'll expect another spike in electric bills next year. Utilities dealing with the rising prices of resources like natural gas. Duke Energy, Tampa Electric, and FPL have all filed plans for rate hikes with the Public Service Commission. That'll take up that issue in November. You could also get hit with another cost increase if the utilities ask for fuel cost adjustments next year. Sort of like what you hear about when you go on a cruise ship. They tack on a fuel adjustment charge. Well, they could be doing that to your power bill as well
1: yeah those fuel costs are going to go higher and higher as we keep trying to go to electricity and
3: electric cars and electric everything else that's right <laughs> bring, well bring back the coal you know they had the hottest august on record according oh yeah to the,
1: it's been the hottest summer right.
3: on record yeah hottest summer so that obviously means more people are powering on their air conditioners and other things that use power and that's going to you know, play into the whole issue of demand for more electricity. And that means uh, these power plants have to crank out more, more power, and that means using more fuel. So that's where these uh, companies are coming from when they want these rate increases to pay for that. Yeah, and can you imagine what it must have been like living in Florida before air conditioning? Yeah, well, that's why nobody lived here. I guess you're right. We certainly didn't have
1: all of the New Yorkers and Californians no. and everybody
3: flocking down here at that point. Nope, just the true crackers.
1: Yes, indeed.
3: Yeah. So the city of Sarasota could be closer to banning smoking at public beaches and parks. The city commission heard public feedback on the proposal. The Mayor Eric Arroyo is on board with the ban. He says it would mean... No secondhand smoke, better air quality, better beach quality. There's one problem: state law does not allow the banning of cigars. So there are some on the city council complaining that uh, you know people could show up with their stogies. Oh yeah, and smoke out the beach.
1: But they can forbid them from dumping the butts in the sand, or just and and that's a problem they've had with cigarette butts. And, I mean, if you go on the beach, you know, you go walking on the beach, you'll see cigarette butts from time to time there. And people just lying out there smoking, and they put them out in the sand and leave them there. Leave them there like an ashtray. Yeah. Yeah, that's a problem. Not something they certainly should not do. And that's why it's probably a pretty good thing to ban smoking on the beaches. But, uh, again, cigars, I don't think people would leave big cigar butts
3: (laughs) on the beach, but... I haven't seen too many cigar let's, smokers out let's on the beach. I hope they right? wouldn't, but I don't know if this is a you know a call to for them to get out there and start smoking on the beach. But well, you don't see a lot of that. I don't think so. Well,
1: we're cigar city, so let's hope they don't ban them
3: here. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But at least Ibor uh, is away from the sand, right? Yeah. <laughs> so five Texas Department of Public Safety officers are now under investigation for their actions during the Uvalde school shooting. The Austin American statesman says the probe comes after the head of that department said uh, troopers on the scene should have acted more aggressively to confront the shooter. And, of course, there's video showing their activity in the hallway, which was, you know, sort of roaming around. Uh, The district police chief for the school has already resigned in the wake of the massacre. But I guess parents and some of the other folks in town there say that that wasn't enough and just blaming one guy is not going to solve the problem. They want some of the other officers who were seen not, you know, doing uh, anything about the shooter to to get some punishment as well. Yeah, that's unusual because cops
1: generally, I mean, they put their lives in danger on an almost routine basis, and you just wonder what was going through these guys' minds when they heard the shooting going on and everything, and didn't make any effort to stop it or find it or do anything like that Uh, because you tend to think I mean I've known a lot of police officers in my time and I tend to think they would have been right on it so I don't know what the problem was with the Uvalde group
3: well we know one guy was concerned about uh, keeping his hands clean because he went and got the hand sanitizer uh, so we know what was on his mind. Yeah, but you're right. You you have a lot of questions about just what kind of training did they have, and and whether they were properly prepared to deal with a, a shooter like that. You'd think that, you know, considering the number of incidents we've had around the country, the response would have been better. Yeah, because
1: you can't say
3: enough good things about
1: our police, uh, whether it's state police, city police county police or whatever the case may be because they put
3: their lives on the line every day and uh to protect us still a lot of questions out there jack about tom brady and his personal life uh, he may have sort of added to the uh curiosity with his comments on monday yeah you know he was on his podcast that he does uh every week during the regular season and essentially said that yeah he's got a lot on his plate i mean he's got football he's got family he's got teenagers he's got other another kid from another relationship i mean all kinds of stuff um, but there was speculation that came out uh, that his wife is split now she was seen in uh, south florida shopping in aventura yeah but, but he wasn't with her he was up in new york where he was uh, attending i guess the return to school for one of his sons so that just brought up more questions about you know what their relationship is, I and mean, shouldn't they have been together yeah. doing
1: those things there's obviously a problem involved, and let's hope it doesn't impact him on the field come football season
3: well, it kind of goes back to the issue of him retiring and the idea that he was going to spend time with his wife and family, and then the unretirement, which yeah. you know sort of surprised a lot of folks. Uh, The retirement surprised a lot of folks.
1: Yeah, and I think the unretirement upset
3: his wife in a big way. That's what it appears to be. But I don't think we're going to hear it directly from Tom Brady. Nope, probably not. (laughs) What I think fans want is uh, continued success on the field. Yep, that'll make us all happy. You can have all the personal problems you want as long as you win games. Keep them
1: off the field. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Well... Chris will have more coming up here in nine minutes at the bottom of the hour. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Jack. It's 521 in time for John Thomas and traffic.
0: Throw it back with Jack on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris.
1: Yeah, we normally have a throwback Thursday, but I won't be here then, so we've got a wobble back Wednesday or walk back or something like that. And uh, I'm going to wobble back to the mid-70s when I was working up in Washington, D.C. I was up there for a year, year and a half at uh, the NBC station, WRC, and they were getting ready to open the Hershorn Art Museum in D.C. And I was invited to host the grand opening of the Hershorn. And they asked if I had done any art that they could display during the opening. And I'm a lousy artist. I mean, I don't even draw well or anything like that. But they said, well, do something for us. So I, did, uh, I took a canvas and put it on the floor and then melted a bunch of crayons on the canvas. And it looked like somebody had thrown up on there, so I called it the Lost Supper. That was the name of the uh, painting. And they loved it and had it on display during the opening of the Hershorn uh, Museum. And then they auctioned it, and believe it or not, it went for thousands of dollars. Uh Basically, it wasn't for the art. It was donated to the american cancer society and basically it was a wealthy guy just making a donation he probably threw the thing away at some point there but we got a picture of it katie's got a picture of the lost supper uh on our blog at amchampabay.com and you can see it does look like somebody threw up on there but uh, Let's see, it was November 27th. That would be 1975, I think, when they were getting ready to auction it at the Hershorn Museum, and that's our Wobbleback Wednesday or Throwback Thursday or whatever the case may be. It's got another picture there, too, when I was with the uh, FBI director, Ray, who is still the FBI director and is in a lot of trouble now. This was back when I won an award from the FBI, and we had to go up to D.C. to get it. But uh a whole family picture, as a matter of fact. But if you want to bother checking it out, go to amchampabay.com, amchampabay.com. And it's 528 on AM Champa Bay. Keeping you up on What's Trending,
0: here's the AM Tampa Bay Trendsetter, Katie Bacino.
1: And at 5.37, what have we got trending this morning, Katie?
4: Well, of course, some national days to celebrate. It is National Grateful Patient Day, National New Hampshire Day, National Salami Day. And Jack, this one's for you. National Beer Lovers Day.
1: Beer Lovers Day.
4: A day to celebrate all of those people who love a good cold brew. Yeah.
1: We had a beer week or something like that just a couple of weeks ago.
4: We sure did. I took the time to look up America's favorite beers, too, because I thought that would be fun. Dose, these aren't in any specific order. These are just the top beers. Dos Equis, Bud Light, Stella Artois, Blue Moon, Miller, Budweiser, Samuel Adams, and Corona.
1: And I've tried them all.
4: You got it. You got to drink and find out what you like best. Now, you're a Bud Light guy, right? You yeah. Like Bud, Bud, Light Bud
1: Light and Coors Light.
4: In a bottle. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Oh, in a bottle when I can get them.
4: Yeah, you don't like draft beer unless you absolutely have to. Yes. I've got your beer (laughs) order figured out. (laughs) You do. So, Crumble Cookies, if you follow me on social media, you know I rave about Crumble Cookies. I absolutely love them. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's a cookie place. They have them all over Tampa Bay, really. James, you just got one close to you in Riverview, right? They
2: haven't opened yet. Apparently, there's a delay, but I I tweeted them yesterday. They said pretty soon. Oh,
4: good. Well, at least they're giving you updates. (laughs) Um, So, every week, they change their flavors. You can always get a classic, like, sugar cookie or chocolate chip, but every week, they change their flavors to something different. Last week, they had brownie batter. This week they have a cereal lineup, a breakfast lineup actually, and they have A French toast donut, a Fruity Pebbles donut, a frosted oatmeal donut. It's really sad that I remember these all. But they added a savory cookie to their lineup, which I don't think they've ever done before. And I've seen people try this cookie online and it is not going well. People are not liking it. But it's an almost everything bagel cookie. It's a mellow cookie rolled in a special seed mix, you know, as like garlic and stuff. And then it softened cream cheese on top. I don't think the flavor of it would be bad necessarily, But I think when you're biting into a cookie, it's probably hard to make your mind not want something sweet, at least for me. If I want something to taste like a bagel, I'm going to go get a bagel, not go to a cookie store. Garlic on a
1: cookie. I'm with you, too. Go get a bagel. I've
4: seen a bunch of people try these because my algorithm on any social media, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, is all crumble cookies. So, all day long, I just get to see people try crumble cookies. And for the majority of people, they didn't like it. But there's like a couple people who love it.
1: <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I'll pass on those.
4: We just gave you your first bagel a couple months ago. You that didn't, is true. didn't know if you had ever tried one, so we gave you one. I think we gave it to you with cream cheese, but not everything bagel. I love an everything bagel, and if you don't know what that is, it has like sesame seeds, garlic, I think um, dried onions on it. I don't really know what's on it, but it's it's really good i like it but i don't know not for you if you're not into the savory things i don't think i would try i'm actually skipping this week at crumble cookies which is hard for me i go every week but i didn't really like the lineup this week i don't (laughs) if i want cereal i'm gonna go get cereal if i want french toast i'm gonna go get french toast i don't need it on a cookie
1: there you go i'm with you for sure well that's what's trending here this morning with katie and It's 5.41. Time to check out what's trending in traffic with John Thomas.
0: This is the Fake News Report. We are fighting the fake news. Fake Fake News on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris.
1: And our Fake News Report from Argus Hamilton. A Florida judge ordered that a special master be appointed to review all the seized documents and personal effects during the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago last month. The FBI even plundered Melania's closet, looking for top-classified material. They came away with dozens of items marked Victoria's secret. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, we've got Dave Legretta, the guy that runs the place in here listening live. You know, a lot
2: of people think that Dave is recorded, but he's actually here.
1: (laughs) No, he's live here. Car and Driver says 32000 California car mechanics will lose their jobs by 2040 due to the ban on the sale of gas-powered vehicles. This past weekend, Amoco mechanics were able to fix a horrible noise in a car I'd rented. They removed the Cardi B CD and <laughs> replaced it with Led Zeppelin. <laughs> the Wall Street Journal reported that rising interest rates are cooling the red-hot real estate market in cities resulting in more affordable home prices. Daily Variety reported porn star actress Riley Reed has just bought a $5 million mansion in Los Angeles. To her credit, she worked her butt off for it. <laughs> <laughs> GOP House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy responded to the president's Thursday night speech by urging voters to focus on the border crisis and crime and inflation. The economy continues to get worse. To give you an idea how bad it is, Dog the Bounty Hunter is now Dog the Aluminum Can Hunter. (laughs) NASA's Artemis 1 moon mission launch was scrubbed for the second time because of a persistent leak in a liquid hydrogen connection point on Saturday. Artemis was scrubbed earlier last week because of difficulty transferring fuel to the rocket. NASA's finding out what it's like owning a 1990s Ford Fiesta. (laughs) Southern California uh, sweltered in triple-digit heat Friday, causing the state to ask EV drivers, electric vehicle drivers, not to charge their cars to spare the power grid. Leave it to California to ban gas-powered cars and then ask electric car drivers not to charge their cars. Turns out the Jetsons aren't the future; the Flintstones are.
3: <laughs> it's the doggone truth.
1: Wisconsin's land to lake executives decided to move the logo of the beautiful Native American woman standing in front of a lake and a surrounding forest from its butter box, and now it only shows the lake and surrounding forest. How American's that? They got rid of the Indian and kept the land. President Biden gave a speech at Independence Hall Thursday on a stage backlit by ominous dark red tones. He identified the nation's internal enemies as his political opponent last election and ripped them as extremists. It was a scary speech, but not nearly as scary as it was in the original German.
5: This is a bunch of stuff.
1: (laughs) President Biden, in his televised speech on Thursday, tried to strike a balance between vilifying MAGA and striking an optimistic tone. So he ended up saying, we've just turned the corner on COVID, on inflation, on climate change, and on extremism. We've just turned four corners. That means we're right back where we started. (laughs) I'm just a loser. (laughs) National Geographic released a study by Brazil's government, which found there are 100 tribes in the Amazons that have never had any contact with the outside world. The last number of one isolated tribe died on Tuesday. To give you an idea of how primitive this man was, he still had a flip phone. (laughs) The Wall Street Journal reported that Morgan Stanley's ordering their investment bankers to return to work at the office and stop working at home. Here's a home workplace tip they pass along to each other. Blowing on the wine in your cup will help convince your online office meeting that your tea is hot. A Florida judge heard arguments from Trump and DOJ lawyers Thursday over whether a special master should be appointed to decide which seized papers belong to Trump. Just using the term special master in this case makes progressives uneasy. Sounds like the FBI raided Uncle Tom's cabin. Oh, President Biden gave a speech in Pennsylvania in support of the police Tuesday and vowed to fund the police. He's bucking his party's left wing in the state. The cancel culture wants to tear down the statue of Rocky in front of Philadelphia City Hall because he beat up three black guys and a communist. (laughs) Go skip to the loo, my darling. And last and least, the California Air Quality Management Board decreed Friday that no gas-powered vehicles can be sold in the state of California beginning in 2035. Talk about out of touch with America. It's a fact if you put every gas-powered vehicle end-to-end on our nation's road, it would be Labor Day weekend. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: that's all, folks. Yeah, that's all with our deepest apologies and thank you, Dave. And it's 551, time to check out traffic now with John Thomas.
0: Live from the WFLA studios. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA.
1: It's 554, and joining us right now is Rory O'Neill, our NBC News Radio Reporter. And uh, Rory, a few weeks ago, everybody felt sure that because of the foul-ups by the administration, the Republicans had a lock on taking control of the Senate in the uh, 22 elections, but now they're saying it's pretty much of a toss-up. What's all that about?
6: Uh, yeah, you know, some Democrats have been more energized after that Supreme Court decision on abortion. And then some of the Republican candidates, uh, especially the ones supported by former President Trump, they did, you know, former, the former president has great influence uh, when it comes to primaries. But does that extend to a general election? And maybe we're seeing not so much with, you know, Dr. Oz sort of faltering in Pennsylvania, Herschel Walker Not doing great in Georgia right now either. That one is a bit closer. Uh, And the race in Arizona is also a bit of a toss-up too. So uh, Politico is saying, you know, the Senate could actually stay in Democrat hands and the Democrats could actually expand their majority. It's possible, uh, especially with these seats in Arizona and the race in Wisconsin. So, you know, keep in mind, only a third of the seats in the Senate are up for uh, election in, in any Two year period. So um, we're just looking, I guess it's 35 races this year, but that's what we're focused on.
1: Yeah. What about the House? What's going to happen there?
6: Yeah. The House looks more likely to retain, uh, to flip uh, with Republicans taking control of the House. Likely uh, the minority leader, McCarthy, could become the Speaker of the House. Uh, But that's also tightening up as well. Again, you know, what's happening is the president, the former president, is a polarizing figure, of course. And in the headlines a lot, so Republican candidates are forced to respond to, you know, whatever is happening at Mar-a-Lago or whatever headline, and they're forced to react to President Trump all the time rather than focus on inflation, gas prices, the southern border, you know, things that uh, would rally their base.
1: Yeah, and this is why some folks are thinking because of all of those problems that people are going to shift to Republican voting and shift to uh, Trump, but like you say, it Apparently, is not the case now. Things are changing back.
6: Well, right. And, you know, a primary is very different from a general. And we saw President Trump's influence on getting some of these candidates like Herschel Walker and Dr. Oz, you know, to win their primaries. But, uh, again, in a general election, you know, keep in mind, President Trump did not win a majority of votes in either election, right? And, yeah. uh, it's you know, he doesn't poll over 48 percent across the country anyway so for him to win the majority of votes for some candidate in the state that makes it pretty difficult
1: well we'll have to see how it plays out it's going to be a fascinating election for sure and of course we got you to cover it. radio at radio rory and rory o'neill our nbc news radio reporter we'll talk to you again tomorrow
6: thanks jack talk to you then
1: all right it's 558 on am tampa bay
0: From Palm Harbor to Valrico, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris, where Tampa Bay begins their morning.
1: And a good morning and welcome to our asservation of information with a little entertainment thrown in. Jack Harris and Katie Bacino and James Berlander and a lot of stuff here. We've got uh, Congressman Bill Arrakis is going to be joining us later on this hour. And also Daniel James Scott, our WFLA tech expert, uh, talking about satellite internet um, connectivity. And if you have any questions for him, by all means, call Katie, and we'll bring him up with uh, Daniel James Scott. Got some birthdays. Sue Tricus, friend and former colleague of ours here, woo Sue! Yep. Uh, Sam Allenbeck, who was in the business. Mindy Fisher. Dennis Papello. And David Greco. Well-known name around these parts. And have you all got any birthdays in there?
4: I do. I, of course, have Sue as well. Lauren Pasquale, Ian Beza, Hunter Prentice, and Riley Couture.
2: And I've got Ben Malik, uh, Nicole Shepard, and Riley Couture.
1: And a happy birthday to one and all on this. What day is this?
4: <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there we seventh, go. It's the 7th. September 7th. The 7th. September 7th. At 6 7 a.m. Got an interesting thing that uh, Wayne Greenberg sent me. Only in this stupid world. Only in this world do drugstores make the sick walk all the way to the back of the store to get your prescriptions while healthy people can buy cigarettes at the front. Only in this stupid world do people order double cheeseburgers, large fries, and a Diet Coke. Only in this stupid world do banks leave vault doors open and then chain the pens to the counters. Uh, only in this stupid world do we buy hot dogs in packages of 10 and buns in packages of eight.
4: That's true.
1: I've wondered about that one before. Oh, we got a caller. This is, uh, Logan. And you've got a joke from West Virginia.
7: Well, it's from anywhere, Jack. But, uh, anyway, you have, you look at somebody and say, do you know what a womb is? And, of course, they'll scratch the head and figure, well, it's a female organ. You said, no, 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 no. It's an elephant breaking wind in a cave.
1: It's a what now?
7: It's an elephant breaking wind in a cave.
1: <laughs> well, thank you, Logan, for that one.
7: All right, so, hey, where are you
1: from in West Virginia?
7: Uh, well, my father was born in Corey, uh, I, I remembered
1: living there in Justice Edition. Oh, yeah.
7: And then we, and then we moved over to uh, Charleston. And let's see, did you go to the new high school or the old high school?
1: I went one year to the old high school and then two years to the uh, new one. Okay. I, I think if you remember correctly, I dropped a little something off on your porch one morning. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll have to check that out. Good to hear from fellow Mountaineers here. It's 610 on AM Tampa Bay. Time to check in now with John Thomas and traffic. Now, taking a look back at This Day in History
0: on AM Tampa Bay with Jack
1: Harris. This Day in History is presented by the Duncan Duo. This day, September 7th. In 1857, the Mountain Matt Meadows Massacre, Mormon settlers slaughtered most members of peaceful emigrant wagon train. In 1863, in the Civil War, Union troops under Quincy Gilmore captured Fort Wagner in Morris Island after a seven-day siege that's in South Carolina. 1864, the Civil War, Atlanta is evacuated on orders of Union General William Tecumseh Sherman. In 1876, in Northfield, Minnesota, Jesse James and the James Younger gang attempted to rob the town's bank but were driven off by armed citizens. 1907, Cunard Line's RMS Lusitania set sail on her maiden voyage from Liverpool, England to New York City. 1909, Eugene Lefebvre crashed a new French-built Wright biplane during a test flight in a town south of Paris, becoming the first aviator in the world to lose his life in a powered, heavier-than-air craft. 1911 French poem Guillaume Apollinaire is arrested and put in jail on suspicion of stealing the Mona Lisa from the Louvre Museum. 1921, in Atlantic City, the first Miss America pageant, a two-day event is held. 1923, the International Criminal Police Organization is formed. It's known as Interpol. 1927, the first fully electronic television system is achieved by Philo Farnsworth. 1940, World War II, the German Luftwaffe begins the Blitz, bombing London and other British cities for over 50 consecutive nights. 1943, a fire at the Gulf Hotel in Houston kills 55 people. 1945, the Berlin Victory Parade of 1945 is held by Americans and other allies. 1953 Nikita Khrushchev is elected first secretary of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union. 1963 the Pro Football Hall of Fame opens in Canton, Ohio with 17 charter members. I got to go there in the... I guess it was the early 80s when um our own who was it? Our first Hall of Fame member. Old friend of mine. Selman Leroy sure. Selman. Ah, that's it. Was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Nineteen seventy seven the Torrijos Carter treaties between Panama and the U.S. on the status of the Panama Canal are signed. The U.S. agrees to transfer control of the canal of the canal to Panama. At the end of the 20th century. 1979, the Chrysler Corporation asks the U.S. government for $1.5 billion to avoid bankruptcy. 1996, rapper and actor Tupac Shakur is fatally shot in a drive-by shooting in Las Vegas. He succumbed to his injury six days later. 2008, the U.S. government takes control of the two largest mortgage financing companies in the U.S., Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. 2019, Ukrainian filmmaker Oleg Stensov and 66 others are released in a prisoner exchange between the Ukraine and Russia. In 1818, Vincente Martinez Ibor is born, who had a great impact on our history in Tampa Bay area September 8th 1958 since I won't be here tomorrow the first Girls Club of Florida is founded in Tampa and finally September 8th 1971 USF enrolls its first class in the College of Medicine and that's our today in history presented by the Duncan duo get your career booming be a part of the number one real estate team in Florida. Visit now. Join theduo.com. duo.com It's six twenty on AM Tampa Bay, and here's John Thomas with traffic live on the free iHeart Radio app. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris
0: on News Radio WFLA.
1: It's six twenty four, and joining us right now is our. NBC News radio reporter Aaron Real and Aaron Apple's having a big iPhone 14 event that's kicking off on Wednesday. What's that all about?
5: Yes, so this is a big deal. This is the first in-person event that iPhone or Apple rather has had in terms of a launch event since 2019 that had a lot to do with the COVID restrictions. But this is an exciting one. This year's event, the tagline is far out. It's likely to refer to the future of the night sky photography from the phone. But we're going to see new iPhone 14s, a new watch. That's exciting as well. And a new software update for the iOS 16. So the new phone, that's what everyone is always excited about. It's going to be the 14 Pro Max it's base price for the brand new fancy one drum roll please 1199 dollars wow now, the reason this is i know i know it sounds like a lot but believe it or not given the inflationary world we're living in and the global macroeconomic situation with supply chain issues the pricing has dropped by a margin of 50 dollars for all iphone 14 models and this actually came out 50 dollars less than the initial launch so that's kind of a big deal and they're doing this uh sony did this with the new, um, uh, the PlayStation Five, they dropped the prices, and, and it's really because of macroeconomic uncertainty. But the iPhone fourteen, the the new things, it's it, I think that the differences will be more modest than mind-blowing this go-round. Apple will likely discontinue their mini model, which is sad because that's the one I have. I love that little guy. Um, It's small, it fits in your hand, but that one's going out the the way of the Dodo, and Apple is going to offer two sizes, the 6.1-inch screen and the 6.7-inch screen, so it's back to those bigger models. Also, the watch, though a Series 8 watch, that's supposed to be pretty exciting. It's going to be priced at $399 and it's going to actually have a body temperature sensor which could help with fertility and sleep tracking. It's going to be able to detect sleep apnea and advanced sleep patterns, which is pretty cool. So this is going to give you a lot of physical readouts from the new watch and and the Pro model is going to be a bit bigger and, and have a more durable finish. So, this is a, this is an exciting new entry into the Apple lineup. But what I thought was really fascinating is the software. We've talked about this before, Jack. The iOS 16, it is actually going to introduce this short-term loan payment plan from Apple called Apple Pay Later. These short-term loan payment plans are absolutely blowing up. You have a firm, you have Klarna, and they allow users to buy stuff with Apple Pay. But you pay for the items in four installments without paying interest. So this is a very popular trend, and Apple is getting on the bandwagon as well.
1: Well, it makes you wonder, how did we ever survive before the computers?
5: It does make you wonder that, for sure. I don't, I don't know. Everything's easier. But also, privacy is gone. So there you have it.
1: <laughs> well, they're just doing more and more and more, which is a good thing, I guess. but um we'll have to see how it all works out yeah but anyway Aaron, thanks for joining us here this morning and we will talk to you again tomorrow
5: thank you have a great day
1: Aaron Real our NBC News radio reporter Uh, coming up we got Daniel James Scott our tech expert we're going to talk to him about satellite internet connectivity and then of course we've got Congressman Gus Bilirakis who's going to be on board and we're going to talk about the border crisis that we're facing right now because he's somebody that might be able to do something about it 628 on AM Tampa Bay UFLA Computer got you all come
0: boozled? It's the techno babble you just don't have time to understand. It's time for Technically Speaking with Daniel James Scott on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris.
1: And Daniel is right here and again if you have any questions for him You can call us at 800-969-9352. And uh, Daniel, what's the deal with satellite internet connectivity?
8: Yes, over the last week, we got just bundles of stories about what's happening with satellites. And part of this is what Apple's going to be announcing today, which is an expected uh, integration with, with satellite connectivity. But it's also just, uh, this Elon Musk is in the news and he's pretty popular right now. And SpaceX has closed an awful lot of deals for their Starlink internet service. And the the bottom line of this is traveling is going to become a little more fun, a little more safe, but also a little more work-connected, uh, because the satellites are going to be able to track us wherever we go. Oh, yeah. So a couple of streams of this, Jack. The first stream is, will we be able to use our phones where we couldn't before? So, and, and this should be good for everybody. Um, being able to access, if, if I can't get my kid to school and I live out remotely where I don't have fiber or I don't have internet connectivity, will I be able to, to get that now? Yes, 100%. As a matter of fact, uh, public school districts in seven states have now announced projects with Elon Musk's company to be able to bring internet connectivity to those students and to those families, which is really wonderful. But we're going to start getting this on cruise ships, Royal Caribbean to sign a oh, contract man. and it's not you know what you used to going on cruise ships and saying I- i'm not going to be able to pick up my phone for a full <laughs> week or two weeks and now we're gonna you know no no excuses now because they're going to bring internet that's going to allow you to be able to stream on your own device and things like that so it's going to be fun uh hawaiian airlines charter carrier uh jsx are both going to use uh satellite for in-flight Wi-Fi. So you're going to be able to have these type of things. It looks like Delta is going to roll something out very, uh, very soon. And then they have a new RV plan. So no matter where you go, you're going to be able to have this level of connectivity. The second thing is directly on your phone. Now, this is a little bit different because it's not necessarily used for streaming. It's more for emergencies. But of course, T-Mobile was in the news for having a contract with uh, SpaceX to be able to bring this roaming feature, uh, to, to, uh, through their network. And it's expected that today Apple is going to announce that they're going to provide a uh, satellite service as well. This one's not going to be with Elon Musk. It's with a different company. Um, but both of these are really to make sure that you can communicate uh, when you don't have access to any other means. So you'll still be able to make a phone call or send text messages.
1: We got more with Daniel James Scott coming up here in a moment. Um Oh, we don't have a break. Okay.
2: No, no, we're going straight through, Jack. We're going straight through here. Special segment with Daniel James Scott. Well, you know,
1: we keep hearing about these space shots over there. Uh, NASA, of course, doing some, but SpaceX doing their own. But uh, they're always talking about taking all those
8: satellites up there. And and they have a launch here coming up, as a matter of fact. Yeah. They, um, one of the most interesting things, you think of, like, SpaceX, like, okay, well, they're just going to have their own service, but they're actually going to have competing services on uh, on their hardware, and one of them is Blue Walker 3, and the interesting thing. Uh, a piece about this is apparently when this thing unfolds it's going to have such reflective quality that you'll be able to see it from the surface of the earth it'll actually be pretty bright so you i'll be you'll able be to be able to see the satellite i'll be able to point to this array and say to my kids you know that's oh, that's man. actually making my my iphone work up there and in, in space so um they'll not only know the constellations they'll know all the starlink names
2: now, question for you, Daniel. Uh, do we know what type of speed we're going to be looking at with, with the satellite internet? Because I know Spectrum just increased theirs to like 300 down, but obviously satellites are a little bit further away. So what about that delay in the speed?
8: Yeah, so, uh, direct, uh, to, to your phone, it's not gonna be much, right? It's gonna be a a couple of megs per connection, and it's really just for emergencies. In, uh, in some of these, uh, where you're, you're working for, you know, the public schools are getting these grants to put them on houses. It is just like, um, like high speed internet, so okay, um, but it's much more expensive. Of course, with anything satellite, you have to put the dish on the house, and there's a setup fee of several hundred dollars, and then it's you know it's a hundred ten a month starting cost as opposed to you know twenty or thirty bucks a month. So, wow. um, those are the big challenges to kind of getting this getting the cost down is really is really going to help adoption here.
1: Okay, so
8: we're going to be paying more but getting more. Paying more, but getting more. Well, if you have an RV and you don't really have access or you don't have a hotspot on your phone, I think it, it might actually be worth it. Of course, if you're RVing, you want to go to places that don't have wi no, yeah, to get away so, from it all. Uh, Jack, you were just telling me that you're going to be out of town. And my guess is there's going to be several times throughout that trip, even throughout the state of Florida, which seems crazy, where you wouldn't have uh, connectivity unless you had a, a, a mobile phone. But if you're in some of those dead spots... How are, yeah. you, how are you going to stream Netflix on your trip? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but it is, we've
1: talked about this before. It is interesting that, uh, and it happens to us all the time. In fact, it just happened again the other day here. We were talking about something and I've forgotten where it was, but going somewhere and, uh, having dinner there and all this. And all of a sudden, Joy looked at her phone for something. there was an ad for the place and those things are listening
8: to us and you just wonder where they're transmitting that information. Well, if you think it's bad now, um, Google just announced their Android team is working on design for satellite and it, it sounds like today we're going to learn a little bit more about the new operating system for Apple with satellite integration built into the software. So, when this is a seamless experience and they can track you literally everywhere, uh, like they used to say in the '80s, they could read your cigarette from the satellite in space. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's really when you know you start wondering about: okay, is there nowhere I can hide? Yeah. <laughs> Do I have to physically break my phone not to get tracked? And that might actually be the case when it's built in at the software level on your device.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can see law
8: enforcement using it to track bad guys and stuff like that. Well, imagine if they can triangulate very specifically. So it's not on. Okay, well, there's three cell phone towers, and we know you're in the middle of that somewhere, right? And you can argue, well, I was six streets over or something. Uh, but if it's also satellite, saying no, we can actually pretty closely pinpoint or know exactly where you're physically standing, and we can verify that now with with ground towers. That's that's crazy. Now you have, as as Aaron said earlier, zero privacy.
1: Yeah. Unbelievable. And I, I guess it's going to continue to grow. I mean, obviously, we're going to be learning more and more and finding more ways to track people and do things for people and, you know, good and
8: bad all coming together. We're, we're prepping for this future now. It's, it's happening. And again, if, as soon as we start building it in at the software level, that means they can do things with your device that you could never do before. That's the exciting part. We don't really know what it is yet. Maybe we'll get a, a peek into the future here today. Um, but you can bet where Apple is going with advertising, it is going to have some component oh, yeah. of tracking you and be able to serve up ads at a very micro level, um, being able to walk down Water Street and get a coupon immediately to your phone that says, take a left into this local bar and we'll buy your first drink, right? It's a it's a buyback okay. without actually having to buy anything, which is good for you, but maybe not good for your privacy.
1: And what's your website again?
8: Uh, you can find me at Spark Catalyst on Spark Twitter. Catalyst. I love hearing from folks because this is where the ideas that, that Jack and I talk about come from. It comes from Twitter, so yep. we're really excited about that. Sparkcatalyst.com.
1: Sparkcatalyst.com. And that's where you're going to find Daniel James Scott along with 970 WFLA. That's right. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much, Jack. And if you have any questions for Daniel, you want to bring them up with him next week, by all means, call Katie and we'll get them to him, for sure. Or leave a voice memo.
8: I love that thing.
1: Well, we'll do that, (laughs) for sure. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Thanks for the donuts. Appreciate it, yeah, of course. (laughs) We love that. It's 648 on AM Tampa Bay, and...
0: Jack, Katie, and James, every weekday morning. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA.
1: Well, we have a very special guest right now, and that is Congressman Gus Bilarakis. And Congressman, thanks for joining us this morning on AM Tampa Bay.
7: Of course, Jack. Great, Great. to be with you. It's been a while.
1: Are you down here or up in DC?
7: Yeah, I'm actually in uh, Brooksville. Oh. Because uh, my new district, uh, as you know, is uh, most of Pasco, uh, Hernando, and uh, in Citrus counties. So uh, I'm in a hotel in, in Brooksville, Florida. I, I like to spend the night in the hotels when it's far away so that I won't uh, be late for any morning meetings.
1: Oh, yeah. I love it. I agree with you on that. Congressman, I want to talk to you about what's happening on the border the fact that we have totally open borders and it's costing the american people a lot of money to take care of these illegals as they come into this country and uh, they're being flown into new york and chicago and washington dc and again it's costing a lot to take care of them and i've talked about this before and i don't know if it's a possibility or not but uh obviously the mission of the US military since day one has been to protect the United States. Now we've got our yeah. military in Afghanistan and in the Ukraine and places like that, but I felt that it would be a good thing to do to station two or three divisions of our US military the uh, 173rd or the 101st or whatever the case may be on our border to stop all of these drugs, potential yeah. terrorists from coming across, uh, yeah. illegals and, and all of that kind of thing. And, I mean, we'd have to set up barracks and mess halls and things like that, but that looks like that's what the military should be doing is protecting our country.
7: I agree, Jack. There's no question. Uh, you know, three million have entered since uh, Biden's been in office. And then 66, 66 illegals on the terrorist watch list. But even more, Jack, uh, more importantly, uh and you're right about the military, that needs to be done cause This is a national emergency. What's happening is our uh, kids are dying, Uh you know, with the, this fentanyl. Yeah, And uh, it's just awful. It's just awful, and, uh, you know, you see it almost on a regular basis now, Uh, and and we can't stand back and and sit back and see this happening. Uh, You know, these kids, they think they're uh, taking recreational drugs, which are wrong to begin with, and then this stuff is, uh, you know, they're they're laced with fentanyl, and they, they think they're having a good time, and they end up dying this can't happen anymore this is a national emergency so i agree with you on the military uh and, uh, and that's what the military's for there's no question yeah uh, you know we've got to protect our own people
1: and yeah and let the ukraine worry about the ukraine and
7: uh... well i agree i mean biden wants to give them another 12 billion dollars there's no accountability there uh we don't know where that money's really going. Uh we need that money here at home. And uh, again, you know, we've got to worry about the national debt, but this is, you know, now that he's overturned the remaining Mexico policy, it's going to get worse. Yeah. This is a crisis. And and uh we have to take uh drastic measures in my opinion. So I agree with you, Chuck.
1: You know, I've um years ago I did a Uh, new citizen program we had about 250 new citizens and many of them were hispanics who come from south america and places like that but these people had been forced to learn english they had studied our country's history and things like that and had earned citizenship and we made 250 new ones that day but again they earned it so we're not trying to stop people from coming in we're just trying to make them earn citizenship yeah
7: absolutely i mean you know the immigrants know uh, you yeah, know legal immigrants know what it's like on the other side yeah and they appreciate this country so very much i mean my grandparents uh, learned the language uh and uh and they didn't complain that the signs weren't english uh, i'm telling you uh yeah the the immigrants uh, and, and, you know, I talk about, uh, I talk to a lot of, you know, we go to the, the Hispanic clubs and and they say, stop this illegal immigration. It's yeah. not fair. It's not fair. We did it the right way. We spent yeah. thousands of dollars. We learned the language. uh, You know, we took the test. It took a long time. Uh, and uh, And it's not right for these people to come over. But, again, 66 on the terrorist watch list. Yeah, so okay. that's ridiculous. 66. Well and, Congressman and how many have gotten away yeah, in this country. That
1: we haven't yeah. stopped. Congressman, we appreciate what you do and especially what you do on behalf of the veterans in this country, and uh we thank you for joining us this morning on AM Tampa Bay and I hope we'll talk again soon.
7: Absolutely, Jack. I've got a veterans bill that'll be on the floor. Uh next month when we get back so maybe uh, i can talk about that we'll
1: talk about it thank you congressman gus bilirakis it's 658 want to say good day to bobby dunson our other listener that i met last night at molly malone's and it's 658 we'll see you sometime on am tampa bay live it up